0: I've just left work. Well, I left about two hours ago. It's 3.30 on a Thursday afternoon. Today's one of my half days. And we had performance reviews at work today. Now, I've decided to take a walk around the city to record this episode. So, I'm using a little, a tiny microphone, and, but there is, yeah, there is gonna be a bunch of traffic noise from time to time, so I'll try and keep things fairly quiet, but yeah, I am in the city. I wanted to share this story with you today, this experience of going through this performance review, because it brought up many feelings of inadequacy and just not feeling worthy, worthful, however you want to call it. So the format today was we each go and see the supervisors one at a time and sit across from them. At the table, they fill out the same form we fill out, and they compare the two forms. And if they differ at all, so if, if my responses to the feedback form differed from their feedback, then we'd go through and discuss that point. I've been feeling good about the work I've been putting in, learning a lot, and I was—I yeah, was feeling quite positive about the performance review. And probably no less than 10 minutes into it, I realized there was quite a few points that differed on their form and uh, on my form. So there was four different ratings. At the bottom of the list was requires uh, improvement. Then up from that was satisfactory. So could complete that task or that area of work in a satisfactory manner. Then up from that was good. So, it's above satisfactory, it's at a good level. And then above that was outstanding. And outstanding is basically phenomenal. Like you're a superstar at that task or in that area of your job. I I put myself mostly at good and a few at satisfactory because I I still felt like I was learning. I am still learning on the job and uh, it felt appropriate for me to um, mark those areas as such. I'm just realizing how noisy a city actually is when you need to record something. (laughs) Feels like there's trucks and construction work going on everywhere. I'm actually in a park right now and it's still very, very loud. Hmm, where should I go? So, our ratings were different, and they had marked me as, uh, in quite a few areas, as requires improvement. Um, Completing tasks on time, that needed some improvement because I hadn't been uh, so aware of the tasks that needed to be scheduled before they came up. And my role as a producer, that's a really important thing to stay on top of. Now, I knew, there w- I knew it wouldn't all be positive feedback, but uh, I didn't expect to rate in the requires improvement section because I've been putting in such, such an effort at work. Um, retrospectively, it kind of makes sense. I've been two months on a job that requires skills that I haven't, haven't had formal training in. They were cool about it. They weren't mad. And it, it really, the messages I was getting from them, it wasn't a huge thing to them that these areas required improvement. They're well aware I've just started this job. I've been two months there and um, they even noted at some point that it seems I'm right on track, right where I'm meant to be, given how long I've been at the job. So they weren't unhappy. They just said, this, these areas require improvement and I went into shutdown mode and I basically f- felt this coming on. They were saying things and I, I couldn't even hear what they were saying. Like I heard the sounds they were saying but the content of what they were communicating to me wasn't being processed. So at that point I could feel I was going into this shock mode, shutting down, it's happened many times for me before, a lot as a kid. Um, I was familiar with it happening. Uh, Right now, I don't know why it comes to me, but sitting down, trying to get through my maths homework at night in high school, I was never so natural at maths, and the parents in the room. Wanting the kid to just understand how to do it. Getting a bit more tense, a bit more frustrated. The kid can feel that, the kid being me of course. And I was getting more tense because I desperately wanted to work out how to do it, how to work out the maths problem and more so to ease the tension and the stress coming from the parent and how much of a big deal it seemed to them at the time. That was was a very similar feeling. The only difference is they weren't getting stressed or freaking out at all and I could see that. So I brought myself back to that moment and I realized I wasn't hearing what they were saying. They were actually giving me feedback on other points of my role at the company I wasn't hearing it, I wasn't listening, I couldn't I couldn't hear it, so I just decided to say, well, I said, hang on, I'm just processing everything that's been said. Could you repeat what you what you just said? And that felt really good. I felt like I stepped back into my power and I I acknowledged that I was having a hard time <laughs> internally. It's like, well, okay, I'm not listening anymore. But instead of just sitting there and passively nodding along and being like, oh crap, they're like I've really messed up in this job. Instead sort of letting that uh, shut down passive feeling wash over me and, and become um, the main feeling there, instead I... asserted that, hey, I'm, I'm not hearing you right now because there's a lot going on in my head can you repeat that last thing and that felt great and they had no problem with repeating that and they weren't mad, they weren't angry, they weren't frustrated like I would expect a parent to be, which would correspond with the reaction I was having of feeling quite shut down or quite concerned about the feedback I would gotten on uh, particular areas of my job. And they repeated it, and I took the feedback in, and I started to take notes down on the areas that they wanted. so it was it felt like more of a proactive process in really accepting their feedback and, and coming on board with them instead of seeing them as telling me I was no good. Right at the end of the pro- performance review, they said, "That's it. Is there anything else you want to talk about?" I said yeah, there's just a few things. I ran over a couple of points related to my role and just clarifying a few areas I wasn't familiar with. And then I said, I just want to make sure I've got everything, all the feedback you've given me correct. And I ran over all the major points that they'd given me feedback to improve on. Just going over those points again felt like I was telling myself, felt like I was really owning that feedback as mine and really taking it on board and not being, control, not not being under the influence of feeling like I was just worthless and needed to improve. So those steps where I really asserted myself, they were, they felt very productive and snapped me out of feeling like just a little kid basically, a little kid who just messes things up and just needs to try harder. Why is it that I so readily diminish or feel like my self-worth, my sense of worth, my level of worth, drop when that happens. And I've been reading The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown and she is a shame researcher. She's done a lot of research on why we feel inadequate. Oh my God, there are dolphins uh, in the river, I just saw two dolphins breach the surface about 30 meters away from me. Thank you, dolphins. That was really nice. Wow. Yep. Saw them again. Ah, oh, they're just a bit further away now. Wow. Ah, oh, wow. There's about three of them. Wow. That really reminded me of nature. <laughs> How amazing it is. I feel I've been very in my head while telling this story. So it's coming, coming across in my voice. It's very sort of commanding. And seeing those dolphins just relaxed me a bit. I don't know. It was really nice. Thank you, nature. I was talking about Brene Brown. Yes, yeah, so she's a shame researcher. And she makes a differentiation between guilt and shame. And shame is about who we are as people, our value, how we feel about ourselves, our self esteem. And guilt is about the things we do, the actions that we take. So early on in childhood, where we fuse our actions with our self worth, when we get the feedback from a parent that's very, you know, say in the case of the, uh, <laughs> Maths example, Ben's just trying to get the maths done or understand the maths, but that turns into Ben trying to stop the parent from having a, having a tantrum, it sounds a bit backwards to me, um, but in that example, the feedback coming from the parent is, you're not doing the right thing now, right now, and it's making me angry. That's how it's interpreted as the, from the child's perspective. That's how I interpret it anyway. You need to get this, you need to understand this thing so I stop being angry. I'm not a parent yet, but I know just from my friends that are parents and seeing the situations that they're faced with, it's a really tough job. And there are times, there are moments, you could be the best parent in the world and still lose your shit and just be faced with a really difficult, difficult situation and I was thinking if all this shame gets set up, because I mean if you connect the dots, shame was what was happening when I was receiving the feedback that I needed to improve in certain areas of my job. That's what I was feeling, I was feeling shame and I was shutting down that was you know the physiological reactions I was having was due to that shame, and I can see I can see what a difficult thing it would be if a child is acting up and it's maybe intense, annoying, uh, ear piercing ear piercing like when they're like screaming shouting, throwing things. But that's the kind of situation that can just arise instantly with a child. And a parent, to not create this fusion of shame is to look at that behavior and talk to their behavior, not to them as a person. So any Feedback should be delivered in a way that is saying that behavior is unacceptable and not in a way like stop that shit right now or I'm going to give you a smack like that's that's just like quick and dirty uh, shut up right now or I'm going to get really mad and I'll hurt you. that's just, that's more of a threat. And to me, that is a very short-term solution with long-term consequences. So, I've lived it firsthand. When, when that does occur, the child might shut up, be quiet, but because they were so afraid or the experience of being threatened like that or actually being hit was so intense, they're likely to shut that part of them down in order to keep themselves safe from that experience ever happening again. So that's the long-term consequence of the short-term solution of just saying, you know, shut up or I'll make you shut up. Now, this is why it's so difficult. This is why it's such a task. Because we, as parents, I'm not a parent yet, but I will become one, have the job very very huge job of taking care of these beings fulfilling you know everything they need from us and being cool when they're really not being cool at all and just throwing their shit at the wall screaming for no apparent reason and we're like cool that might trigger some stuff in us and we might have to try really hard to not respond with unproductive behavior and potentially cause the child to shut down parts of themselves that um, are naturally arising. And something, something I realized for myself as I was going through a lot of self-help material and, uh, and therapy is that kids are often shouting, screaming for a reason. It's not just to be loud. It's not just to be annoying. There's some other reason behind their actions and that's, that reason is the part of them I want to talk to when I respond to their behaviour. Because if I, just, if I just take them at face value as just, why are they screaming? Don't they know it's annoying? People don't scream in public. I don't scream, why are you screaming? they don't have any concept of the social etiquette that we have become used to. So, once you realize that, once you see that, once you become aware of that, it's easy to say, ah, okay, they they have no idea. They have no idea. If they have no idea, how can I uh, punish them? How can I yell at them? How can I scream at them as if they do have an idea and they're really just being annoying? Yeah, so it's when we when we re- react, I'll try and wrap this up, when we react like that, that's when we create this, that's when we let them know you are not so good right now. And it's really likely for them to come away feeling shamed. And like that part of me, no good. Shut that down. Too excited, too happy, too <laughs> exploratory, whatever it is, shut that down. Whatever I just got that negative feedback from, shut it down because Yeah, that just brings a huge scary monster that comes after me, could potentially hit me, cause me pain, cause me suffering. I don't want that, shut that down. So, we, we don't want to experience pain. So, if pain comes from that area, pain comes from how we express ourselves, in that way, we shut that down. Now, I'm not asserting that parents are meant to get things perfect. It is just not a possible task. It's my hope that when I have kids, I'll be able to talk to my kids' behavior and just let them know, hey, that's not acceptable. If you keep doing that, we'll have to take you outside. We'll have to take you home. Um, I I did get that kind of parenting with my parents, actually. There were only a few times when they were stretched thin by work or lack of sleep, that there were some not so helpful reactions coming my way. And those, those are the moments where shame got created. Those are the moments where I associated what I did with who I am as a person, my value as a person. Something else I'd like to share is, it's, it's amazing all this came from just this performance review today at work. Something I've realized is that when I'm feeling critical of other people, I can always find some leads pointing back to myself. And what what do I mean by that? The thing I'm not tolerating within another person, the thing I find annoying, the thing I want them to be better at. If I take a look at myself and I ask myself, do I accept that behavior inside myself? The answer is usually always no. I don't accept that behavior or that characteristic about myself and that is the root of why I don't accept it in other people. So, if a child is just being themselves and having fun, playing around, and we're getting annoyed, there's something going on inside us that's saying, you should not be yelling so loud right now because it's affecting me. I can see the connection between what my parents have accepted in themselves and the behavior they have accepted uh, from us and also what they haven't accepted in themselves and the ways that's come out in their reactions to us. When I say us, I mean me and my sister and I can see the work that I need to do. All the things I don't accept about myself, all the ways I criticize myself, put myself down. That is me perpetuating the shame cycle. That is me not accepting those parts of myself. And what I'm saying here is that I don't do that because I've been told that love and affection goes away when you are that way. And sometimes even pain and suffering comes when you are that way. So, I've shut those parts of me down. This is the journey I'm on. This is the journey I'm sharing with you. I can see that the way to not shame my kids and as a result have them shutting down parts of themselves is to accept the parts of me that I feel should be better or improved in some way. That doesn't feel like such an easy task across the board because there are some parts of me that I have a hard time accepting. And there's really no reason I shouldn't accept them. They're not crazy behaviors. They're just ways I am. I feel like I'm losing a little bit of focus right now. I have to go and meet Julia at a different train station to where I'm at. Well, I'm not even at a train station, so I first have to get to one and then go and take a train to where she is. But uh, thank you, thank you for listening. If you feel like leaving some feedback, especially on this episode, I'd really like to hear from you. You can do that at bsforbeingcom contact. And yeah, just send me an email. I'd love to know what you thought of this episode. Was it too rambly? Did it have enough focus, structure? Based on episode 49, the very last episode that you would have listened to? Um, this is this is a bit more me. This is me just going out being being courageous and just speaking speaking more as me. Going out and putting a microphone on, being out in public and doing what feels right for me and not sticking to the rigid rules that I think need to be stuck to in order to produce a podcast. Also, if you feel like suggesting a topic that I talk about or even an interview, someone to interview, let me know via the contact page as well, beesforbeing.com contact and I'll follow that up with you thank you. Thank you for listening. And uh, enjoy the rest of your day, whatever that might be.